Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self-care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday, we're back in the studio to explore more of the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, emails from our wonderful listeners and the Self-Care Book Club. Welcome back to Self-Care Club. Wellness Road Tested, the epilogue show. Hi, and welcome to Friday's epilogue show where we're taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of dong <laughs> sound baths. That's what my 10 year old keeps calling me, bruv. Oh, lovely. She's nah, bruv. That's what she said the other day. Oh, I don't like, like that. You, you've got to stop calling me, bruv. The kids started calling me, uh, what did they call me? Something really horrible for mum. I can't remember. It was like, I have to scrap this blondine because I can't remember the word, but it was really unpleasant. Anyway, excellent. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> In it, bruv. Tom. And I also felt. No, 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 what? no, I resent that. Comment. Why? Because that that would imply that I wasn't doing my due diligence. My due. due, due. <laughs> Your due jitsu. Your due diligence. Yeah. That wasn't doing that. So, how have you been feeling since our sound bath, Lauren? Have you done it? Obviously, you haven't done it again. Well, you might have done, have you? N- no. <laughs> Not unless I've, like, you know, donged a saucepan with a metal spoon and then let it vibrate on my chest, which, by the way, I haven't. <laughs> but would you love it if I had? I would love it if you had. I feel a bit like it was a dream. Yes. Do you? Yes. He was a dream. He was dreamy. He was otherworldly. Yes, he was otherworldly. And then I just keep giggling about, like, having a nap with you. (laughs) So do I. Why is that so amusing that we've napped together? Because we're normally awake. (laughs) But then I think, well, surely I've napped with most of my friends. It was was an odd experience, right? It was. And then I was a bit worried that I was snoring. You were a little bit in a very, very elegant feminine way. Do you promise? Yeah. Okay. Because Adam does tell me that I snore. But I don't know how he hears it over his own snoring. Well, yeah, and also I can't imagine his snoring is particularly delightful to listen to. It's not. <laughs> it is rhythmic. Okay, but that, I mean, last night I was kept awake for a good 45 minutes. I was so patient. I was like, shh, shh. And in the end, about three, I was like, Give just shove it! Give him a shove. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't because the bed's so huge and I had the dog between us. I couldn't even reach. Couldn't even reach him. <laughs> 
but it was loud last night. Oh, God. No, don't worry about your snoring. Don't worry about your snoring. What if it's so huge? Perhaps you can't hear him. I can bloody hear him. Yeah, I know. And then when I give him a shove, he's like, oh, I can't believe you woke me up. But it's all right for you to wake me up. But I've been lying here for an hour. Yeah. And you woke me up with your snoring. Sometimes yeah. he wakes himself up. Yes. Yeah, that's always quite fun. <laughs> Every time I come back from the show, Adam goes, did you talk about me on the show? And I always say yes. And then today I think I'm going to say no. I think say no, because then he might listen and yeah, not, not like listen. it. Not like it. Anyway, yeah. I asked on Instagram yeah. if uh, you've ever had a gong bath. Yeah. Want to hazard a guess? Not very many people have had a gong bath. Come on. Who's but, had a gong bath? Well, <laughs> I don't know. You're guessing. I'm not looking, I promise. Percentages of who has, who hasn't. Well under 30, maybe under 20. Somewhere between 20 and 30, closer to 20 than 30. <laughs> You're just going to give me a number or you're going to like dance around the whole thing? 19%. No, but very close. Come on. 13%. 13 have had a gong bath. Very few. Okay. 87% said they haven't had a gong bath. And then I said, is there anything else you'd like to share? Yeah. So many people said, what is it? Really? Shocked. They obviously don't watch Real Housewives. Otherwise, they'd know. Oh, the OC. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm thinking if it's in anywhere else, they haven't done it in Beverly Hills. It's only the OC they've done it. Mm. I think we should set up another podcast talking about the Real Housewives. I really well, do think we should do if that. If we do that, then I have a little friend who might join us on that podcast. Who? Well, he's a gardener and a drag queen and a fan of Real Housewives. Because I did say to him, listen, you- if you're a fan of Real Housewives, Tom slash Daisy, you may have to come on the show. And he was like, are you kidding me? I fucking love Real Housewives. I, was like, I bet there oh, are podcasts okay. on the Real Housewives. There are quite a lot. Mm. Um, anyway so a lot of people didn't know what it was Heather said that she's off to Google it now because she's never heard of it and everyone else Mm. said they don't get it I understand why you wouldn't get it until you did it and then you would totally get it so they have to do it with Slavo oh you have to do it with Slavo can't do it with anyone else no We've had some a lot of emails in, actually, Oh yeah, this week. Mm. Uh, one in from Lorraine. She mm. says, thank you for the discount code, ladies. She's just ordered her first CBD oil from Grassroots. Brilliant. Uh, just my personal update on several podcasts, which mm-hmm. we love. Yeah. Never tried cold showers before. She's too much of a wimp. She says her words, not mine, I promise. But trying to embrace a blast at the end and it's going very well. Oh, well done. She says she showers every morning, but would love not to feel as though I had to, as I agree with Lauren. The natural body oils are a good thing and too much washing dries out the skin and strips goodness within it. Yeah. We've had a lot of emails about the cold showers. The showers brought out a lot of uh, response. It really people. <laughs> anyway, she says she's always loving the podcast, so keep doing your thing. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> I had one in from Nicola. She said... Hey ladies, loving your podcast. As a busy working mum, trying to be all things to all people as well as maintaining a healthy mind is not easy. It isn't. Your podcast is a breath of fresh air. Your ideas have been wonderful. I've already been doing wild swimming for six months, starting on the 3rd of January in four degrees. Whoa. I don't think I could do that. It's the best thing I've ever taken up. Bye neoprene gloves and socks she says definitely socks even in summer both in winter and always take something to eat afterwards the reason for does my... she speak very quickly i don't maybe <laughs> the reason for my message was to say that i had cold water showers since listening to your podcast and despite being a swimmer 
They're definitely not the same, nor does it make it any easier. I panted a lot and I only lasted 30 to 40 seconds, but I loved it. And my hair is definitely shinier today. Keep it up. I love it. By the way, I think 30 to 40 seconds is a long time to do a cold shower. She's swimming in four degrees. The I'm, woman not doing, is I'm not doing that. Phenomenal. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Not wow. Sarah yeah. kindly got in touch yeah. and says, I put together a list of ideas I've been thinking about for a while. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, Sarah. So I've tried and love yeah. and need in the case of taking breaks and others I'm curious about. Okay. Okay. So we've got a yep. few different uh, genres here. Yes. Weighted blankets. She says she swears by these. Yeah. How I know funny. lots of people who use weighted blankets. I'm trying to source some weighted blankets. Yeah. It's not going very well. So if anyone <laughs> is listening... <laughs> owns a weighted blanket company or knows someone that does, please get in touch. Art therapy, she says. Mm -hmm. Normal therapy. I don't think we're going to test that on the podcast because it could be a very long uh, but session. I googled it. I couldn't find much. So, Sarah, please tell us what normal therapy actually is. No, did she just mean normal therapy as in like box standard <laughs> therapy? I thought she just meant like normal therapy. therapy. As in therapy. therapy. <laughs> Are you telling me there's a practice called... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I actually googled normal therapy. Is it a thing? No, no she just <laughs> means like normal therapy, art therapy. No, she doesn't mean normal therapy. She just means, means therapy. therapy. Yeah, that's what I thought she meant. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, you googled normal therapy. I, I googled oh, normal you are, therapy. You are the best. Because I thought, oh, I've never heard of that. What is that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you just got the joke? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. She also suggests yeah. ear candling. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I don't fancy that. My friend did it the other day. Never put and any... Then, and then uh, she sent a picture... Of her wax. Of the shit that came no, out of her ear. No, it was, it no. It was so fucking disgusting. What? Like, why would you send that? She goes, well, I'm just showing you. Said, why would you assume I want to see it? Listen, it I had to get a doctor out once to a hotel because my son had the most terrible ear infection from the swimming pool. And he said what all doctors say. It's one of their favourite sayings. Never put anything in your ear bigger than your elbow. As in, what? never put anything in your ear. Ever. Bigger Sorry. I need to say it again. Never put anything in your ear smaller than your elbow. <laughs> smaller. <laughs> And your elbow. Blondine, please keep that in. Please we, don't keep Please that keep in. that in. Right. Because I got really confused. <laughs> because how big is your ear? Yeah. And like, are we now putting watermelons in our ear? No. Footballs in our ear? His point was, don't Microphones stick anything, in our ear. Don't put anything in your ear. <laughs> Phones in the ear. Never put anything in your ear. Just don't put anything. Right. And I also found out recently that mm. earbuds have now been rebranded as cotton buds. They were always called cotton buds. Earbuds are headphones. <laughs> headphones, cotton buds. No, earbuds. And the Johnson and Johnson yeah, things that's... you're supposed to clean your ears out with. Yeah, they did used to be called earbuds. Did they? Yeah. Oh, they no, rebranded no, no. them as cotton buds because they don't. Maybe want it was a while ago. People sticking them in their ears. <laughs> it was a while I ago. I don't think we know what we're talking about when it comes to ear holes. So that says to me we should be leaving the candle. Because we're going to get out. all of our listeners sticking their elbows in no, their ears, I don't thinking wanna, it's a no. form of self care. I don't want to be responsible for any burst eardrums. So sorry, Sarah. I'm I am bypassing ear candling. Sarah, she will be doing ear candling. No way, she will. Body positivity. We're up for that. We do that anyway, don't we? We do do that. We'd like to think that that runs through every yeah. show. Uh, breathing exercises, taking breaks mm. and light therapy. 
Well, we're sort of doing that ish for a future show, but just on our face. Oh, we are. More mm. to come on that. And the last one she says was going veggie stroke vegan. Well, you're already doing that. I am already. And doing I that. have no intention of doing that. Thank you very much. We did it for our pilot show. Yeah, we did. So that is our Sound Gong Bath Week in full and all of our emails. Thanks for being in touch. Really thank you. And please do keep your messages coming in because we do love hearing from you. Uh, you can email us hello at the selfcareclub.co.uk or find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod where all of the conversations and the polls and a lot of activity goes on there. Oh, yeah. So we're going to take a short break and we'll see you back here for our wellness newsflash and our TV wellness section. This episode is brought to you by Notion. Have you ever stumbled upon a tool that feels like it's been tailor-made for you? Well, that's exactly how we feel about Notion. Simply and beautifully designed with all your notes and docs in one place and the power of AI built inside. It's where every idea, task and episode comes to life effortlessly. Notion merges creativity with productivity seamlessly. Whether we're planning out our episode schedule, collabing on show notes or tracking guest invitations, it's perfect for those who may be becoming a little forgetful in midlife. Hey, just the other day we used it to map out an entire season of our podcast in record time and that's why Notion has become an indispensable part of our podcasting toolkit. It even wrote this intro for us. Notion is more than just a workspace. It's our secret weapon for success in the digital age. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress but getting inspired. Notion is for everyone, CEOs, students and Lauren if she can manage to navigate it anyone can hmm. try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club that's all lowercase letters notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action and when you use our link you're supporting our show notion.com slash self-care club <laughs> So this week's wellness newsflash, Nicole Goodman, is all about Victoria's Secret. You know the lingerie company? Yes. It's They're, been a big story this week. Yeah. They're swapping their angels for activists. At long last. Mm -hmm. The lingerie brand, which has struggled to maintain its share of the marketplace amid numerous scandals in recent years, announced a new initiative on Wednesday with a different look. Replacing its typical crop of long-legged bombshell models is a unique group of trailblazing women deemed the VS Collective, designed to shape the future of the company. We are proud to bring together an unparalleled group of trailblazing partners who share a common goal to drive positive change, the company wrote in a statement on the rebrand, a clear attempt to move away from its long history of appealing to the male gaze. Mm. We had a whole conversation about the male gaze on Saturday night, didn't we? Yes, in the car. In the car. We'll discuss it in a minute. Mm. In a post-hashtag MeToo era, Victoria's Secret has largely failed to appeal to a younger generation, being accused of objectifying women and lacking diversity. The company's former chief... It's not, a, it's not an accusation, it's a fact. It is a fact. Yes. Yeah. The company's former chief marketing officer, Ed Razek, has made dismissive comments about plus-sized and transgender models, while Les Wexner, the four, that is a great name, Les Wexner, <laughs> the former CEO of parent company. I think he sounds a bit uh, sleazy. He sounds like a, um, a superhero baddie. Yes. Anyway, 
He's the former CEO of parent company L Brands. Uh, they've come under increased scrutiny for his close connection to uh, Jeffrey Epstein. We are creating a platform that will build new, deeper relationships with all women, Martha Peace, CMO, said in a press release. In marrying our new partners' energy, creativity and perspectives with our network and scale, we can transform how we connect with and show up for women. The founding members of the VS Collective will collaborate with the brand on product lines, digital content and internal programs in addition to supporting women-focused causes. According to the New York Times, the iconic supermodel angels with their massive bedazzled wings are gone for good. And among the new set of brand ambassadors is soccer superstar Megan Rapino, an outspoken LGBTQIA plus and equal pay activist who reflects the brand's pivot away from its narrow view of female beauty standards. I'm humbled to join this group of incredible women to drive change within the Victoria's Secret brand and beyond, Rapino said. So often I find myself on the outside looking in with brands in the beauty and fashion industry, and I'm thrilled to be creating a space that sees the true spectrum of all women. Another big name joining the lineup is actor Priyanka Chopra Jones, Nick Jones's wife, um, who's passionately supported a number of social causes for years, including women's rights. She's delighted to be joining. And the complete list of founding members are um, Amanda De- Amanda DeCanne. I know. Where's I, she been all I my know. life? Well, she's been in America. What's she been doing? She's a journalist. Huh. I never <laughs> thought I'd hear her name again. Here she is. <laughs> Did you really think... Like consciously, you. I will never hear Amanda. Well, I mean, I have not thought of that name. She did twenty odd years. She was on TV doing something. She's not been on TV since she was a teenager. We've got Michelle Kirshner sitting here to my left. Has she been on TV? About to do our wellness TV section. Has she been on TV in recent years? I think she probably has, but I can't think what she has. She did an interview series. They were sitting on a couch in a like a very white studio. I mean, that sounds about right. She's definitely been doing something. Okay. Since the word. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was a teenager the last time she was on telly. I bet she looks the same. So there's a whole group of, of women who are going to be sharing their stories in a reoccurring podcast, which is going to be hosted by Decadne. And it also promises to delve deeper into this new partnership. What do you feel about this? I think it's important. Mm. I think it's high time that they got rid of the angel wings and put on at the catwalk women that are much more real the thing is it's a fantasy it is that show you know they always talk about the show and the women don't eat for like three weeks before the show because they're going to be basically naked with wings walking down the catwalk but it's not a reflection of it's not a reflection of any woman which is hence the problem but also it's a fantasy it's it's a show but the direction that we are moving in as a society now is to be more inclusive and to not make people feel that they are outside of something or can't be part of something. And this is a move towards that. My only issue with it is that it feels <laughs> it feels a little bit tokenistic. I think it's a little bit like, oh, well, I bet there's money to be made by jumping on this body positivity bandwagon. Right. So let's do that. But you can't, this it is doesn't, what I mean. It you doesn't can't feel authentic. Win. If they did a yes. Victoria's Secret show and all the models were women of colour, it would be tokenism. If they did a Victoria's Secret show and all the women were plus size models, it would be tokenism. You know, if well, they no, do but it, it has to have zero. It has to have a healthy, it doesn't have to have anything. No, it and doesn't. Perhaps the catwalk isn't a place that needs to be inclusive. Perhaps it should stay fantasy. I don't I don't even know how I feel about the that. The whole of fashion is a fantasy. All these shows are fantasy, right? What's coming down the runway is not what you and I are going to go and buy in Zara two months later. No. Well, it 
it is, but a cheaper version. It's very important to, to see women of all races and colours walking down every single catwalk. And sizes. But that's why they're not walking down in every size, because the designers will tell you these clothes ain't looking, you know, they look better on a clothes hanger. And that's why these women are so thin, because they look like a clothes hanger and the clothes hang off them yes, in a but, way that makes you want to buy them. But isn't it time that the fashion industry changes? I'm so grateful I'm not in the fashion industry because I think it is a pretty poisonous place to be. I agree. And when I was doing all my editorials when I was a, a younger hairdresser mm. and I would have to go around with my portfolio to all of these magazine houses and show them my work mm. with a big fat portfolio. I mean, can you imagine now you just say, well, here's my yeah. Instagram handle. Yeah. It always, I always walked, whether I got the job or didn't, mm. I always walked out feeling awful. Mm. Yeah. So I, and I always thought I can't, I can't imagine what it must be like to work in the fashion industry all the time. I dipped in and out mm. and I was young then. Not a pleasant place to no. be, I would imagine. So I guess in summary, yes, I think it's great that they're doing it. I wonder why they're doing it. Are they doing it for the right reasons? Does it matter? And do, does the catwalk need changing? That That's a question. Does it? And I'm sure a million people would scream me, yes, 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 it does. But like you just pointed out, it is a fantasy. Are we not allowed to keep any fantasies anymore? The clothes are also a fantasy. Yes, you know, the, the whole, whole thing, thing is. It's the whole thing is. It's yes, it's a show. Mm. Should we get on to our wellness TV section? My favourite moment of the month. Is it? I love TV. Oh, yeah. And vaginas. And vaginas. And Michelle. <laughs> Welcome back, Michelle. Thanks. How Lovely are you? To be here. I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. What have you got for us this week? Well, ladies, um, so I've got three things to talk about. First one um, is our, our kind of like mental health kind of dive into wellness. So um, Joey Essex, him off of TOWIE yes. and many other um, lovely reality shows, uh, lovely Joey Essex, um, did a show um, on the BBC a couple of weeks ago called Grief and Me, which uh, is a very, very, very personal uh expose or exploration of um, Joey's experience of going into therapy to talk about his mum who committed suicide when he was just 10 years oh. old. Oh my and God. yeah, it's pretty, it's really, it's, it's a really, um, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how it goes and then I'll tell you what I, what I kind of think about it. But you know, it, it, it embraces the idea that we are in a, in a position now where we are all very much more open to talking about our mental health, which is obviously a good thing. However, I think what it also shows is that when somebody says, yes, I'm really open to talking about mental health, the idea of them saying that and then actually walking into a therapist's room and sitting down on a, on a sofa and actually starting to talk about the thing that they say that they want to talk about, those things can be pulls apart. Yes. Because yes. And I think Joey is, by his own admission, really wants to kind of deal with this um, in his life, but actually, when it comes to talking about it, he really struggles. And were the cameras in the room whilst he was talking? The about cameras it? were yeah. in the room. The cameras followed the whole thing, and 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 in many ways, I thought this was incredibly brave. And in a few other ways, I felt really uncomfortable yeah. about watching it. It mm. felt it's really intimate. voyeuristic, yeah. and yeah. it felt. Um, it it felt too personal. And Joey, who has obviously grown up by being on TV, mm. he's been on Towie since he was 20. He's now 30. Um, you know, it was him sort of reckoning with his past, recognising that, you know, at the age of 10, when his mum died, his world stopped and came to a traumatic kind of like 
obviously horrendous moment in his life and he's never dealt with that mm. and there is a moment in the documentary where he sort of talks to his dad about that day and his dad um sort of refers says to him i'd really hope that you'd forgotten that <gasps> not forgotten obviously that his mama died but forgotten the kind of like the, the moments and the details and and you know, it was so interesting to me because, you know, he, his dad was obviously really protective of Joey um, and really wanting to and really hoped that he'd kind of forgotten some of the details. Um, and yet his sister, who is only three years older than him, so she was would have been 13 when her mum died. She has pictures of her mum all over the house. She has a picture of her mum on her mm. on her phone. And she, you know, was kind of very open to talking about it, whereas Joey has never been able to talk about it. It felt like she had worked through her grief and he was stuck, almost stuck as a child. Totally. And this sort of very infantile man-child persona he's built, which he's chosen to build himself, is because he's never really moved on from being 10, right? No, because he never... Psych- I mean, clearly, I'm not a psychologist. Let's make that very clear. But I, but you know, it feels to me that his world stopped when he was yeah. ten, and he doesn't know how to kind of move on from there. And there's a lot of him that doesn't want to move on yeah. from there because that's, then she's that's, gone. Because then she's gone, mm. and that's his safe place. And so it was a really, you know, it was a hard watch. Mm. Um, not only because of obviously the really sad subject matter of this poor little boy and he mm. still looks like a little yeah, boy he he's 30 but he still looks like a child yeah. um you know and and that pain is still so raw yeah. 20 years on um you know i thought it was brave i thought it was um y- you know i it didn't it, it didn't feel exploitative per se but it there were moments where i kind of had flashbacks of when Jade Goody was really, really, really sick and she was allowing cameras into her home. Mm. And, you know, she she wanted she wanted the cameras to be part of her process in the same way that Joey obviously wanted the cameras to be part of this process. And it just, for me, kind of like threw up those interesting questions about mm. reality TV. Of yeah. Where does it become, where does documentary tip over into exploitation? Mm. And I'm not saying that this did, but there were moments where I felt uncomfortable watching it because Agreed. I just felt like this was just so deeply personal and it was brave and it was honest and his honesty kind of like oozes out of every pore of him. Um, but I was, there were moments where I was like, not sure. And I wonder what his driving force is to do that publicly. Well, it was stopping, I mean, as he said in the show, it was preventing him from actually getting on with his life. As in, he couldn't hold down a relationship. No, it but, all ended. And I but think what I mean realized... is he could go to therapy privately. He doesn't yeah, have to do his, it in front of the public eye. his whole life is... I know, but is that because he wants to help other people? And I'm sure it does help loads of people. And there's probably many people that have watched that that feel stuck emotionally mm, in something mm. and that might go and seek help. And that's amazing. That's an amazing outcome from that kind of documentary and I hope that's what it does but I wonder for the people like Jay Goody and for Joey Essex is that their driver or is it because they just need to keep being in the public eye which kind of makes me a bit sad I I think you know I've never worked with Joey but I know a lot of people who have um, and I I think that he is an incredibly genuine person and I think that he would have done this because he would have felt that he wanted to try and help other people who are going through something like this and just working through the processes of grief and kind of trying to figure out what where his lines are of of 
you know, just being able to be able to talk about his mum, just being able to kind of like put up another picture of her in his house, just being able, you know, but by the end of the film, he's watching a home movie with his with his grandma and with his sister, um, you, you know, that he hadn't been able to watch as an adult. Mm. And so even just being able to do little things like that are, you well, know, are, are, un, and unlocking those memories, you know, which which made him feel calm and safe and not having a, a panic attack, which is what he used to have as a kid. So, you know, it was, it, you know, I think it probably would be a really helpful watch to anybody else who is really struggling to come to terms with grief in their mm. own life, particularly, I would imagine, you know, that really confusing grief of, you know, suicide mm. when there are so many unanswered questions because, you know, as Joey keeps saying is, you know, if she loved me, why did she leave me? And, you know, there's no doubt that his mother loved him and he knows that, he, he knows that, but there's also that yeah. huge question of confusion that will never be answered. Um, but it's, you know, it, 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 I think it's an important watch yeah. to understand. So it's on grief. BBC. It's on BBC iPlayer. Um, it was on a couple of weeks ago, so mm. it'll be on iPlayer for ages. But okay. um, you know, it's 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 a it's a good, if slightly uncomfortable, watch. Okay, thank you. Started off on a high. Started off on a high. <laughs> I'm feeling really upbeat now. Good. Okay. Well, moving on. So moving on to something more, much more uh, uh, upbeat. Uh, COVID. No. Um, <laughs> so a couple of days ago, um, also on BBC, there was a documentary called, not a documentary, a film, sorry, called Together. Uh, Together is uh, with Sharon Horgan Love and her. James McAvoy. And it's written by Dennis Kelly who has uh, written um, all sorts of amazing things, but he did um, Pulling with Sharon Horgan for mm. BBC Three. He also wrote the script for Matilda, the musical, uh, wrote a thing called DNA that I think is studied by GCSE students across the land. Um, so it's very, very well written. Um, also directed by Stephen Daldry, Billy Elliot, The Hours, etc., etc. So it's a kind of brilliant piece of drama. It is set in 2020 as lockdown starts. And it's basically about a, a relationship between James McAvoy and Sharon Horgan. Uh, and they are a, a warring couple, let's say. They're not married, but they are definitely, they've been together for over 10 years. They've got a 10-year-old child. It feels, it's a domestic drama and it feels very much like it should or could be in the theatre rather than on TV. Oh, mm. There are lots of monologues. There are lots, there's lots of talking to camera. There's kind of like you, you see them talking to each other, but then also talking to camera and talking, you know, breaking that fourth wall the whole time. Um, when I first started watching it, I felt, do you know what? I don't want to watch too this. too soon. It's not only was it too soon, but it was too familiar. Yeah. It just felt like I was sort of like watching my own life yeah. being played back at me, watching yeah. the experience of yeah. lockdown. It felt very claustrophobic. It's set in their house. Um, it, you, you only ever see the inside of their house. So it feels small. Mm. Um, there are headlines that come up throughout it of kind of how many corona coronavirus deaths there are you know headlines oh, headlines headlines God. um it, it you know it feels is that entertaining well, i love sharon horgan though i don't know who she is yes you, you do, do. what's yes, she been in do. everything she was catastrophe she's the irish comedian she's fabulous she's brilliantly funny if you don't know her you've got a world of um, world of joy ahead her. of you if yeah. i show you a picture of her you'll know you'll know her she's fabulous 
Um, so, you know, it, it is a little bit like reliving the lockdown experience in mm. terms of the kind of like the rows that come out of nothing. And um, uh, also, you know, there's a moment where they're, you know, their they're hateful rowing at the beginning is really quite awful. They say some disgusting things to each other and you're just like, oh, this is really not entertaining. This is really horrible to watch. Um, you know, I did write down, is it too close to life and is it too close to the experience yeah. of lockdown to be able to have any kind of, you know, perspective about it? Any, any show that I've watched that's got lockdown in it and COVID in it and a mask in it, I turn it off. I, I, I just don't, for me, TV is an escape. I, I don't need to watch a couple going at each other or having domestic issues through lockdown. Well, then don't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. However. I really want to watch it. It is, I, I think what is really interesting and compelling about it is that they have managed to convey a feeling of how lockdown felt yeah. that I'd almost forgotten about Um, and then I realized I was quite grateful that I'd forgotten about it and they just reminded me of it Um, it, it, it's really it's really of its time and you know even things like there's a moment of Christmas time where there's a choir and everybody's on a zoom (laughs) you know and you just kind of go oh Oh, that's so depressing Christmas was the most depressing Um, Christmas it's so depressing but it's 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 a it really feels like a time capsule um, and it's brilliantly acted really isn't it yeah and and there's also kind of like a um a, a, a political kind of um you know definitely some political things in there as well like she talks about the fact that you know her mother um has to kind of get moved to a home and mm. you know we can all guess what happens in the home mm. and so you know mm. and and she sort of says you know she she says I can't help thinking that my mum didn't die she was killed by stupidity and dumb fuckery and you know there are moments where you kind of it, it kind of goes away from the drama and into actual you know real life and what people have, have gone through it's just incredibly well acted incredibly well written um it might feel too soon but it's a very interesting watch okay mm. thanks for that thank you no problem i still want to know who she is oh you definitely what's her name yeah. sharon, sharon horgan. horgan she was in the thing with rob delaney catastrophe um, you keep saying that i mean oh, you can say it again i still won't know who it is horgan yes yeah. I loved Catastrophe. Oh, I didn't know who she is. Of course you do. <laughs> I just Googled her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like her. She's great. So more Sharon Horgan. Not, oh, yeah. Not that I'm running the Sharon Horgan fan club, but I could be. Um, <laughs> Motherland. Motherland. Yeah, I've binged the whole lot. I've done it all. I did I, it in two I, nights. I'm saving it. For what? I don't know. I Another do Another lockdown? The I, third wave? I, we're fourth. in it, aren't we? <laughs> the fourth, <laughs> the fifth, the eighth. Watch it. Life chill, is short. Chill, chill. I'm, so in, I'm in the midst of Real Housewives of Dallas. I need to finish that. Ah, okay. Well, Motherland couldn't be more different to the Real Housewives yes. of Dallas. Um, I have watched the first series. Is it the second series? Third. All right, so I've watched the first two series. Okay, so this is the third series and I would like to make a claim that it's the best yet. Do you think? (gasps) Really? I do. I'm not sure. Oh, interesting. I think it's the best written. Okay. Um, I think it's a bit worrying that you've seen pretty much everything that Michelle brings here. Well, we know that Lauren loves TV. I love TV. I know. It's good. I don't know when you watch it. You always say that. But I, well, I still don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm still saying it. You'll never know. <laughs> well, no, seriously, when do you watch it? When? Probably when you're in the gym. Oh, that would make more sense. There yeah. you go. Okay. 
those like eight hours a week you're spending in the gym. Yeah, I can, I've made my peace okay. with it now. Okay, fine. Anyway, Motherland on a, on a kind of self care tip. Yes, is just there for the lols. Yeah, you okay, just yeah. want to laugh. Yeah. and and cringe. Yeah, and you laugh and you cringe in equal measure. Um, and it's brilliantly acted by you know Anna Maxwell Martin, who is the main woman oh, in the show. This is Julia. She's absolutely brilliant. Um, Lucy Punch, who is hysterical um, she plays Amanda and she's incredibly kind of uh, cold hearted and well you think she's cold hearted but actually you then discover why she's cold hearted when she her mum is Joanna Lumley oh, it's and the most it's perfect casting isn't, isn't it, it? So, as such her mother perfect casting Brilliant. and they're sat there having this awkward lunch um, and uh, the waiter kind of comes up and says is there anything else I can get you and they both sort of look at him slightly snidely and go "Dry glass of dry white wine <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's really, really, really good. There are all sorts of cringy things, like there's a knit explosion in the class in the first episode, and the and the Julia gets accused of spreading the knits, and she has a knit party, and there's these COVID parodies of kind of like comb, shampoo, and comb again, and there's like a platform with a slogan on it, and next slide, please, and it's all of these kind of COVID parodies about you know knits and complying with the guidelines. Oh, the knits! The knits. I've never got time for the knits. I have um, some. This is not a problem. Do you not ever have the knits in your once house? in Michelle's, seventeen years? Michelle's got some. Yes, once, I've only had it once, once. though. As right, let know. me tell you, my knits, my knits, they've had it a few times and my girls have got a lot of hair. Yeah, there is a knit have. woman. Yeah, the knit lady. There's a knit lady. Yeah. So you just take them yeah. there. I do wonder what happens in people's lives when they don't have a knit lady. It just well, goes you, on. Your mum just combs it out for hours and you No, but it does, they don't scream. work. No, it just, the lotions don't work. It just goes, goes on, on and on and on. And on, on and on, on, on. Anyway, there was one day, they were on school holidays, they were going to camp. We were going, this is a few years ago, we were going on holiday the next in the next two days and I had clients up to my eyeballs and kids stuff and everything and I wasn't coping and the packing and packing stresses me out but I haven't had to do that for a couple of years so that's been fine anyway look my daughter starts scratching her head and I said why are you scratching why are you scratching and I look in her hair and it is smothered and then my friend turns up to pick her up for camp And I just burst into tears. I said, she's got the knits. <laughs> like on top of everything else, I've now got to deal with the fucking knits. She just hugged me. We didn't they didn't say a word. She just hugged me. It, I mean, it is the most... I mean, I, I think that knits... Knits is almost my worst fear. What about worms? No, worms are fine. Absolutely fine. Not That's a pill. Them. That's just a pill. Um, and But my, my ultimate fear is bed bugs. That's oh well, just don't go absolute... looking and don't go to New York. Well, I lived what? in New York. That's oh, why. That's my, why you're that's phobic. Why I'm so phobic. Sorry, I'm missing bugs. a trick. Bed bug center oh. of the world. Everywhere in New York has bed bugs. Everywhere. Never, ever, ever put your suitcase on the bed in New York. Ever. <laughs> bed bugs. Thank you. That, that is, is a life. That hack. Really is a top tip because mm. they will go onto your suitcase and you will bring them home, and then you will have to vacuum and tumble dry everything, everything. in your life. Yeah. My friend had that them. Would definitely make <laughs> me cry. I mean, I feel like you're like scaring me. I'm not even going they're, they're bad. They're bad. My they're friend bad. had them in her house in mm. LA, and she had to clear out every every single thing in her house, and then they seal the house, and then they heat the house to some crazy temperature, which is the only thing that can get rid of the bed bugs. How do you know you've got bed bugs? Oh, you see them. Itchy. You, yeah, you, get you, bites. you see little uh, trails of bed bugs on your little skin. bites on your skin in a trail. Yeah, it's making me itch. Yeah, bringing. 
this conversation back to self-care immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't get bed bugs. It's the best and, form and of self-care it, yeah, you can and, ever have. Yeah. Uh, and go to the knit lady. Go to the knit lady. Anyway, so we get, got onto knits because of Motherland, which is really funny. It's just a very enjoyable half hour watch. It's on BBC iPlayer. Um, it's lovely. It's on Netflix it's, as well, I think. I think it? it's on Netflix. I think the new series might just be on BBC. Not sure. Could oh, okay. On, it could be on Netflix as well. Very, anyway, very, very easy to find. Okay. Um, Motherland, brilliant, brilliant writing, brilliant acting. Diane Morgan, also, I absolutely love. Um, it'll just make you feel good. Which is what we want. It's what yeah. we need. But there's a nice array of options there. Mm. Yes. You've got the, the deep personal stuff for mental health. Yep. You've got a nice look at what we've all been living through. <laughs> and maybe it might be quite insightful, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to take your relationship advice from together, okay. but um, but there are moments on it where you'll just kind of identify with it, or maybe not, or, or also just That's what I'm scared you know, of. Um, it, 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 your <laughs> your relationship is nowhere in the same bell curve as this relationship. Okay, good. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, good. That's encouraging. Um, uh, but it's it's a brilliant piece of I would say theatre slash. TV because it's 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 very stagey. It's very actory. It, it reminds me a bit of Alan Bennett's Talking Heads. Oh, okay. If anybody knows that reference, well, I'm sure Lauren does. Yeah. I do, but that was also theatre as well as telly. Mm. Right. It was amazing. It was basically a series <laughs> of amazing monologues. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't feel like normal TV. It's it's like you know lots of talking straight to camera and lots which of is really nice because we still can't really go to the theatre. Mm. Well, you can, but you have to sit one row apart from everyone and wear a mask. It's a bit weird. We're going in a few weeks. It's actually, going to be a bit weird. It is going to be a bit weird. Yeah, I know. So this might be a nice interlude. Yeah. Well, Michelle, we're nice. not going to see you for a month, but no. before we see you again, two very exciting things are happening in the world of TV. Tell me. You must know already. Well, I'm sure I do, but remind well, me what one, we're talking about. One, <laughs> I don't know. Return either. of the Handmaid's Tale. That started on Sunday. That's what Adam said last Best night. Best series ever. Oh, no. Ever. Oh, no. Well, Love it. I'm going to say something controversial. Go on, you don't like it. No, I'm not going to say I don't like it. I loved it. Yeah. At the beginning. Loved, loved, loved. I agree. I you feel, feel like, like they should have. Yes. I feel like it might have overstayed its welcome. Agreed. But that's not going to stop me from watching it. I completely agree because I didn't watch the last season. Mm. Uh, I, because I when she... Well, I don't want to give any spoilers. But in the l- end of season two, yeah. I just thought that y- you wouldn't... You wouldn't. You, I know you what you gone. mean. I mm. had to go with the Testaments, reading the Testaments in the interim period for my Handmaid's Tale fix, which is a story written like a hundred years after The Handmaid's Tale finishes looking back on it as if it was almost ancient history. Brilliant book, Margaret Atwood, if you haven't read it. And the other thing, 28th of June, what is returning, Michelle? Are you going to say Love Island? Yes! Well, no, hold on, because I want to discuss Love Island. Yeah? I feel we're going in a different take here. So you say what you want to say. I'm saying I'm all in. Because if I'm not all in, I'm just going to have terrible FOMO. So I'm all in. Can I tell you something? And I'm not going on holiday, so I'm even more in. I've never watched it. Oh, I'm so proud of this you. This could be your year. No, stop it. I, oh, stop why? it. That's like saying, what? why don't you start smoking? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm so with you. I mean, 
I know I should watch no, it. It's, no, 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 no. I should watch it as in I am a TV professional and it is one of the bigger shows on TV. I should watch it. But I also think it's 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 like a pack of Pringles. Once you pop, you just <laughs> correct, stop. Correct, and, um, correct. And I, yeah. and I just, yeah. I feel like there is so much amazing quality, brilliant drama. It's not quality. I and know. it's not brilliant. I know. What it is, is like <laughs> sort of cheap drugs. Listen, mm. I've stopped watching it. I used to watch it. But yeah. then when my daughter started showing an interest, I had to stop watching it. And I don't want it in the house because I... Because I, of your kids. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep her away from it this year. But I I'm going to try... Unlikely. I'm going to try... Oh, Mrs. My son watches it. Mrs. Which son? The middle one. Mrs. I'm giving your daughter a cocktail at the party. Yeah. She did. Um, a sip of cocktail. Oh, she said that's clarify. fine. By you, that's, that's fine. fine. Anyway, she's been going on about it ever since. So I've stopped watching it for that reason. But actually, I did want to bring it up because I wanted your opinion on... I, I am very surprised that the show is still running. I know why it's still running. And I'm very surprised at the lineup of the cast. The oh, I don't know the lineup. Well, I saw briefly yesterday and it's basically... Oh, you know more than me then. very skinny and buff skinny women and buff men and I just thought really really what we're still not bringing body diversity into this really and and there's been so I, I mean with the Caroline Flack thing and then the, the other people that that took their own lives how is this show still running because it makes a lot of money but the, well, it's not only that it makes a lot of money. And I think while I hear you on the body diversity thing, I think ultimately there are many shows that do celebrate body diversity. Love Island is not one of them. Do you know, there were some girls on there who were not of the standard body type. In every year, there has been a couple of girls and it's always been a, a point of conversation in the show. They've always sat down and said to the other girls, I've always felt bigger or I've always felt different or I don't fit into the mould. So it's not entirely true because there's always one or two a year who are not the how oh well done looks. love island well done for making everybody Look, feel included i am not well holding done. it up because as let me, a beacon of 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 light but it is a, di when, a diversion in a boring summer when your 13 year old daughter yeah. is about to get involved in that show yeah you just want it to be as healthy as it possibly could be and i know it's love island but that is why i just feel that it has a responsibility because it does have a younger audience and it has a responsibility to just play its part and just have a bit more diversity and perhaps I listen I'm not part of the TV industry I don't know how these things work but the fact that Caroline Flack took her own life and there have been other suicides off the back of Love Island how that show is still commissioned every year is is beyond me I think they need to be a bit more mindful about who they're putting on the show I don't think just to just to make things very clear I don't think Caroline Flack taking her own life had anything to do with the kind of body shape I, that I people agree. had yes, sorry. on the show no, it's, I, it's I a, completely or the, or the show they itself. are the show itself. they are completely separate issues I was having a rant about two separate things right thank you for pointing <laughs> that out but but the contestants who they have on, I do think now there has been two of two of them who've taken their lives, maybe need to be vetted a little more thoroughly. Well, what are your thoughts on this show still running, Michelle? I'm I'm like I say, I am I've never worked on Love Island. I don't watch Love Island, so I don't really feel very qualified to talk about Love Island. However, um I think it's a really successful show. Well, I know it's a really successful show. I don't have as much of a problem 
with it as you do only because I feel like that's the show. That's always been the show. It would be like saying, well, let's do X Factor, except not let everybody sing. Let's do it's Bake kind of Off, like, but we're only serving carrots. Um, it's the, the, the show is beautiful people, beautiful young people in, in bikinis and, Shaggy. you know, body beautiful, you know, fancying each other and the drama that comes with that. Absolutely, there should be room for different body shapes. I completely agree with you. But I also just think, you know, you, you, it sort of does what it says on the tin. I guess I am fearful because I know that my daughter is going to watch it and there's not going to be a lot I can do about it. And I just wonder what she's going to take away from that show. And, it, and it's very, being a, a mother of a daughter, of two daughters, it's very scary. I think you should watch it with her. Seriously. So you can have those conversations. Yeah. Why is she behaving like that? Do you think the way he spoke to her is respectful? You know, I actually think you can have a lot of very yeah. good learning experiences from it. And I would also say, I would hazard a guess that the kind of content you will get in this series will have more responsible undertones than the kind of content yeah, that would I be on the so. series from three or four I years guess ago. The same I hope so. And that's quite a good idea for that to watch with her. And that means I can watch. <laughs> well, well, it, 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 if you do, and, and in the same way that, you know, when I worked on teen first dates, we worried a lot about, you know, teenagers and what, mm. what, what are other teenagers watching this going to think, et cetera, et cetera. There is a responsibility for the producers, but I think that now more than ever with the conversations about mental health, the producers of Love Island will be all too aware of that. And I think that watching a show like that with your teenage kids is absolutely the best way to garner conversation mm. and to to make sure that they are not not seeing the wood for the trees but they are seeing things in a way that you yeah. would want them to see it i tell you what Control really surprised the me last year when i watched it with zach my middle son who was then 14 now he's 15 is that he used to say to me all the time i love it in the morning when the girls get up and they haven't got any makeup on they look so much prettier than when they do in the evening with all the makeup on. I was like, that's interesting that you say that. And so getting a teenage boy's perspective on it was also quite fascinating. Mm. Listen, it's it's human behaviour and it's a social experiment and all of that is always an interesting watch. I just mm. felt a bit sad when I started to see it advertised. I felt quite excited. <laughs> I might have to watch it for the first Come time. Come on, Michelle! So that we can talk about yes. it next well, month. Well, yes, yes, please. Please yes. do. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having Lovely me. Lovely to have you here Lovely again. Lovely to have you. And we'll be back. You'll be back next month for more wellness. I will. TV. Fabulous. Thank mm. you. Right. Come on, little sneak peek into what we're doing next week. We are doing something that people have probably never heard of. Yeah. We hadn't even heard of it, no, had we? we hadn't. And we're not going to tell you. We're going to tell you the name, but we're not going to tell you anything else because we're going to keep it mysterious. Mm. It's called sophrology. And you will learn everything you ever needed to know about it. As will we. As will we next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what we do, then please go leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. If you don't like what we do, please don't leave us a review because we don't like those. Actually, we've never had any bad reviews, have we? Don't don't put that out there to the universe. No, we don't want any. No. No, we don't want any. We only want nice ones. Um, you can email us hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk or find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. If you want to share anything with us, if you want to tell us anything that you want us to try on the show or anything that you've tried or just get in touch with us, that would be great. And we'll be back next week for a new episode practicing sophrology bye-bye self-care club is a stack production and part of the acast creator network
Mother Kind podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Mother Kind. Mother Kind.